Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daf HaShavuah. As we study Daf Pei, we are still in Ha'arel. I know this is a really tough stuff. Call Kavod for hanging in. I'm going to try to make today as practical as possible, and you'll see how practical this could get dealing with issues of uh, male vasectomies, female hysterectomies, animals. Um, happened to have a bris in a shul this morning. I was discussing these issues with a mohel. And let's go back to something from Rabbi Akiva last week, which will flip us in. You see, the whole question of how this comes in, not just to Perika Ariel, but into Mesechus Yavamas, is on the surface, if someone is a Saris, let's just categorize Saris as someone who is unable to have children, whether from the male side or from the female side. So let's say it's a male who's a Saris. The whole purpose of Yibum is to be able to have a child. So it would make sense that a Saris should not have to do Yibum and obviously shouldn't have to do Chalitza. Yet we see different opinions in the Gemara and the Halachic opinion as brought down by the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, and that's what I'm going to focus on right now, of Rabbi Akiva, is he makes this distinction between a sris adam, I call it a saris, but I guess the right pronunciation is a sris, the sris adam, right, that is the opinion of Rabbi Yezer, I'm sorry. So Rabbi Akiva, this gets confusing, Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion of Sris Adam Cholitz Vecholtz and Leishto. He does Chalitza. And the explanation is because at one point he was able to have children. This is, let's say, someone due to an accident or something that happened to another another human being did to him. And the understanding of Yibum is that you could have Yibum with someone who was capable of having children, even though now children are not. Now, we're not going to do the Yibam, we're going to do the Chalitza. There's a different category that is Sris Chama. Sris Chama is due to the heat, which means in the fetus, this child became a um, impotent. You see in the Rishonim all different possibilities, including um, not just in the Rishonim, in the Gemara, if the mother had the wrong type of alcohol, which is interesting today. I think we tell pregnant mothers not to drink, not for that reason, but for other reasons. Or maybe she got too close to an oven. So in this situation, since the child never had the potential to have a baby, then, according to Rabbi Akiva, in this situation, lo cholitz, right? Sris adam cholitz v'cholitz in le'ishto, b'mnei shehaisa Achas kosher, but srischama local it's locholtz and lishto mishlo haisalo shas kosher. Right. So this is the Gemara. This is the Mishnah from last week. What we're going to do now, as we flip to uh, Daf Pei, is I want to try to really fast forward this away from the Gemara and deal with a whole bunch of practical issues that come up. And this comes up not only when it comes to human beings, but when it comes to animal life as well, which we're going to see is sometimes presented 
the same way in the Pesukim. The question comes up, I think in uh, Israel it's a big issue with neutering of cats, but the question's been asked to me as far as neutering of dogs. You know, could you just bring it to a veterinarian to take care of? A lot of people are aware of the problem. Do you give it to them? Do you sell it to them? How do we deal with this issue? So I'm going to split the shear into two parts. I'll try to be as halachalamice as possible, but I, I really want to raise the issues. So I'll raise some of the issues that uh, deal with humans, not so far out issues. It's going to usually be a situation where we're doing some kind of medical procedure to protect someone, right? We're not dealing with necessarily in the way it's coming from the Gemara that a person's born that way. And we're going to then have time, Bezrat Hashem, to deal a little bit with animal life. Animal life, which is so dear, so many people here have dogs, so we may as well get through some of the halachas. Today will probably be more of a framework than uh, exactly halacha lamasa, but I want to show you how our daf and these dafim will play an important role. There's also Gemara and Shabbos, other places as well. We'll be using the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch. We'll get down to some practical halachas of, uh, from Rav Moshe, Ravadia, and some other great contemporary poskim. The Pasuk in Vayikra, Chaf Beis, Chaf Dalet, when saying Uber, Atzachem Lo Sasu, it actually puts together the prohibition of creating a uh, serous castration, whether we're talking about an animal or for a human, even for a bird or fish, the prohibition to destroy the reproductive organs. The uh, Sefer Achinuch, you find this in Emor, in the Mitzvah Resh Tzadi Aleph, spells out that the reasoning behind this is Hashem created a world, desired the continuity of each of his creations, commanded them to have pruavu, to procreate. And this applies both, interesting, if you look at this formulation, both to human beings as far as animals as well. The Now you'll find these halachos in the Shulchan Aruch Evan Ezer, Simon He Yud Aleph. I'm just giving you the main places. Rabbah Misure Bia, Tes and Yud. And there's an important distinction that's made between males and females, most likely animals as well. The destruction for males is considered to be a deraisa that everybody agrees with. Many of the opinion that for females is a derabana. The gra actually disagrees. And you have the same distinction also with animals that many will say it's a derabana. And there'll be some practical ramifications of this as we'll see later on in the shear. Now, Lamaisa, I want to get to a few different issues. How about a non-Jew? Is a non-Jew prohibited? Because let's say when you get to a behema, you want to hand it over to a non-Jew. So this in itself is a big discussion. This is in Sanhedrin. Nun vavam beis, vavam tzadi, I'm just raising some of the issues that are going to have to be calculated when one is making these determinations. Halachalamaisa. So let me deal with a tshuva 
of the Minchas Yitzchak, who we've quoted before. This could be found in Hey Yud Gimel. The question is about a man who is going to have a vasectomy. The reason why he would do this is his wife will be in danger if she gets pregnant. So Pashat, there's no allowance, because this would be clearly an example where Saris is taking place. What the Minchas Yitzchak deals with, which is interesting, is let's say there's a short term. So you're not actually doing a destruction, but he's taking some kind of medication that will have a short-term benefit, whether it's for him, whether for his wife. So there he's Makel, where it seems to be only the issue is permanent. Remosha's Chuva dealing with a woman having a, a hysterectomy, her womb removed. This is found in Ebene Ezer, Dalit, Lama Dalit, obviously using uh, contemporary issues. And I want to read a little bit from the Chuva. A woman who had Sakana for her to get pregnant in a way that would be mutter by using uh, birth control, which is a whole halachic discussion in the past, we've actually had in the past, of let's say you, there is a permissible way, and we know there are permissible ways of birth control. So he says that if you go with the gra, we're going to have a real problem. Shekevon shelahagra gam siras nekeva asur midoraisa. But his conclusion at the end of the tshuva is we don't. We're dealing with the Durabanan. And he does allow, for medical purposes, it's not a question of even sakanas nefashos, but so that she, she doesn't have pain. And today especially, sometimes it's done in a preventative way, if there's a family history in certain situations. And this is the language, this very interesting language of Ramosha. The Shitas Hagra is not like most of the Rishonim. Even though we don't know the opinion of those who didn't say anything about it. It's just an interesting methodology of Ramosha. We would assume that they don't disagree with the other Rishonim to say that there's an Isra Siras Be'isha on a Doraisa level. And therefore, he is more flexible. Again, I'm spelling out the principles, not just the uh, bottom line halacha, because these are questions that you need to ask a posik. There is a tshuva of Rebbe Vadya, Yabiya Omer, Chelektes, Eben Ezer, Simen, Yud Aleph, who talks about removing the Rechem, the same thing, where she has tsar, and here he's flexible as well. It doesn't have to be a life and death situation or even a question of illness. Because of the tsar hagadol, then we are going to be makel. And again, there could be questions at what age we're talking about. Has she fulfilled pruvu? Is she older? He's discussing in a situation where the woman is older. At least that's when he says, V'chol came b'zikna, shechadal lios, La ora kanashim, she's no longer having a period. So Sha'im Basi Rasa Isatara Lakulyama. He would say, probably even according to the Gra, there wouldn't be an issue. I don't want to spend too much time on the animal life, which is a common question. Um, 
but it's a big problem. It's a problem to have your same pasuk, to have an animal uh, castrated. But Lamaisa, for hundreds of years, this has been done. There could be uh, health issues. There could be, it's, it's a business decisions. Again, when you're dealing with your local pet, you know, in somebody's house, it's a little more complicated. What do you have to even get into that situation in the first place? And to have a non-Jew destroy for you is a problem because we have a rule of amir lakum, right? Amir lakum, you can't, on Shabbos, you can't have a non-Jew do something for you. If it's Durabanan, it's going to be less of an issue if you have two Durabanans, but you don't rely on that lecharchila. On Shabbos, we're going to have special situations where mitzvah. Over here, we're not discussing a makam mitzvah. And you'll look into the Mechavir, Evan Ezer, hey, your Dalit, where a lot of this is, is spelled out. What's been done over the years, and that's what you see in the Mechavir, is you sell, it's like a Mechir Aschametz type of uh, mechanism, where you sell it to the non-Jew. And then the non-Jew ends up doing the uh, castration or sterilization of it. So these are the complicated halachas, but it actually comes up on the staff. And I wanted to give you something practical, halacha l'maysa. There are many other issues. There's uh, actually, in uh, I've mentioned before, of the penine halacha. So the penine halacha has a long discussion about this about uh, what's brought up in the Gemara and Shabbos on Daf, Kuf Yud Aleph. Amen Aleph, let's say you're not doing something physically, but you're just drinking a potion, which induces sterility. So that too is, the Gemara says, is prohibited, and you could find this in the Shulchan Aruch Evan Ezer, Hey Yud Aleph. question is whether that's Daraisa or whether that's Darabanan. And this is a Machlokas, even in the Rishonim. The Arzara holds that it's a Daraisa. So a lot of the ways around things aren't necessarily going to work when it comes to these questions. Now, today you have bigger questions, you know, when people do uh, changes of gender, obviously the same halachas are going to come up in a much more dramatic way. We discussed a lot of this when we were talking about Pitsua Daka, because that is, it ends up being the status of someone who is a Saris. And again, this we're not talking about somebody who was born this way, we're talking about it being done to the um, person. So a lot of this discussion uh, started back a few blot, and I want to just give you some of the practical applications of it. Much more to say. I just want to add one thing that was probably not so clear in the sheer. Animals is Daraisa, just like um, with human beings. It's the same pasuk. The only question is with females. We have that same discussion. So if it's a female animal, it may be a dindarabanan. But as far as the category of Daraisa for male animals, that's unquestionable. And everything else that we said would then fit in.